0: All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original Bad Ombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest-working Antiva boys on George Soros' payroll, R-B-T!
1: With Pablo
0: Moral Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And thank you Lando Lorel for that uh illustrious introduction to our show the Robots vs. taxes program uh welcome welcome
1: we're all like official now we've got you know, know we've got an announcer um all we need is like some uh some ladies like on the prices right to to bring out <laughs> to bring out the prizes you know <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know. I am going to say like golden AK47s, but that's like, you know, if you <laughs> win well,
1: the lottery. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's uh that's one of the the basics, the necessities, you know. How how, yes. how do you show off that you've made it if you don't have a golden AK47?
0: <laughs> and like a giant fur coat with like really stupid tattoos underneath <laughs> and like uh sun sun uh, sunglasses that look like they're too big for your head. Who that's that's how i know i've i'll have made it
1: Who who sort of like um created the iconography of the golden AK47s was that Ure and Kusei? <laughs> you know what yes uh, i
0: model <laughs> a lot of my fashion after the uh after the Hussein boys um <laughs> It's probably one of the most controversial things about about me in like in terms of fashion. I'm like,
1: what would Uday do and who would he kill? It's always been like the roughest spot of you, man. It's like well, yeah, I know this guy. It's like he's he's so like liberal, but when it comes down to his style, <laughs>
0: And he's always carrying around that body double, even though it's just like empty cartons of ice cream <laughs> with a wig attached. It's my double.
1: <laughs> it's worked well for you so far, man. I know. You're still he's you're still alive.
0: Assassi- yeah, I know. I am still alive. All the assassination attempts have gone untaken is the word <laughs> I'm looking for. Come on, boys. Take your shot. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, listeners, welcome to the show. We are going to just geek out in your ears and talk about all this awesome news that has dropped over the last several days in regards to uh, Marvel and Disney just dropping all these shows um, as though there's going to be a post-COVID world, which makes me laugh. Because Disney obviously doesn't know that you know this is it, this is it forever, this is how we're just gonna live,
0: yeah, yeah, until the vaccination wars happen this is this is pretty much what we're living at living with uh uh Star Wars saturation to the
1: max <laughs> to the max to the max, you know, and watching yeah. everything at home and you know, WB knows the deal. They're just like, you know, fuck it. It's a, it's we're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna be living with
2: COVID forever. Just throw everything online. Fuck it, you know.
0: <laughs> and somewhere, Christopher Nolan's like, fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, in my head, that's how he sounds. Ah, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh no, he's British. Oh, oh, oh all right. <laughs> Doesn't sit too well with me now, does it?
1: <laughs> oh, man. He's he's brought us a lot of great stuff, but fuck that guy for saying, like, you really need to go see uh, Tenet in the theater. Like, dude, we don't have our own theaters. I think that's what you're forgetting. Like, you're saying that because you have a theater in your house. The rest of us have to congregate and share yeah. germs, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Like, you all don't uh, have IMAX theaters in your basements. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now I have to be a bloody citizen now taking my right cues from America. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I mean, like, you know what's funny about that is that, uh, you know, since n- news has dropped, the vaccine is on its way. That's right. Uh, uh, I, I'm thinking he should have held out for at least another year or two. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> kicking himself. He's like, oh, fine. Tenet. Tenet it is. You know? And he, like, puts that shit out and then Warner Brothers, then word gets out that, like, the vaccine is coming and he's like, you know, punches a hole right through one of those straw hats, those fancy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they have a name and I can't pronounce it and I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, so... <laughs>
1: I think we can all uh, imagine what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's
0: it's called it's like Susquehanna, hanna Hannah or something like that. Really? Uh, yeah, that,
1: something weird. That complex for a straw hat?
0: Yeah, for a little straw hat.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. So yes, uh, uh, we are. Look, man, I'm I'm gonna tell you straight. I have really mixed feelings about all this Star Wars. Really? I mean normally, yeah, normally on a on a You. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> dude, I'm I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. Let's let the record show that I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. I love the OG trilogy. Uh I followed the expanded universe uh for a few books. Mm-hmm. Um I knew I knew the I spotted the granddad Admiral Thrawn Thron reference, and I was just like, you know, I wailed with glee. You know, when that name was dropped.
1: You have the holiday special on Laserdisc. <laughs> you do?
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Um signed by Rory Calhoun, which is like, you know, <laughs> not not something that I I uh I I intended to happen when I met him. <laughs> yeah, that, but that was the only thing I had on hand. Anyway, um So, uh, yeah, I'm just I just have mixed feelings about all this Star Wars shit because I'm I'm I was like I was disappointed with the the, with the rise of Skywalker. Right. Mm -hmm. Then the Mandalorian came out and I was just like Star Wars is saved.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. And the last four episodes of Clone Wars, um, Mm. uh, possibly some of the finest in. Star Wars lore. And then I was just like, okay, good, good, good. Like, there's a show now. You know, there are promises of another m- movie here and there. And all of a sudden, they're just like, if you lo- if you like Star Wars, get ready to love it. Because we're, br- <laughs> you know, it's Star Wars-a-thon. And they kick in the door and it's just like, you know. Instead of cars, it's like different titles to different shows, and I'm I
1: (laughs) I saw the greatest like uh, Simpsons meme crossover for the announcements. They it's that um it's that shot from one of the Treehouse of Horrors where Homer's in hell and he's strapped to a chair, and this demon is like, "You like donuts? We'll have all the donuts you could eat." But instead of donuts, they just have the name of the Star Wars shows. Like yeah. on all the donuts, and uh, yeah, that's what it's like,
0: dude. I, I I feel like that Homer Simpson meme. Like I, uh, well, no, I, I I feel like no, I, I I'm definitely different because Homer ate all that shit up, <laughs> uh, all all of the donuts in the world, and I'm like I do, I don't know if I can stomach it because I I really like the fact that there was only one show. OK. And and there was like I heard that there was going to be an Obi-Wan show, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the Internet, for, like, you know, following the Internet and following, you know, and McGregor being like, oh, yes, I do believe that there's a star. Wars. I don't know why he sounds like John Lennon in my head, but <laughs> um, uh, he is doing I mean, he's coming back and he's going to be doing uh, uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah, and then news dr- dropped that fucking Anakin Skywalker Hayden Christensen is also going to be on the show, and I have super mixed feelings about that. I don't know how to well you know, particularly form a thought about all this shit that's dropping, and it's just driving me nuts.
1: They had to have Hayden back as after his tour de force performance in Little Italy. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't seen that movie, go out and pick Dude. it up on v h s right now because Are you' fucking kidding me <laughs> did
0: you watch that movie? Did you watch that movie
1: i did I've only seen snippets, but i gotta tell you from what I've seen it is um it is a m- movie that Hayden Christensen is in <laughs>
0: Correct. You know what? You <laughs> nailed it right on the head. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's amazing how we're so in sync. But yes, Hayden Christensen is in that movie, and he looks like a fucking corpse. <laughs> oh, shit. Both him and his co- co-star do not look well in that movie. Um, <laughs> but break, it, the, break You know what? The less said about that movie, the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to Star Wars and get out of Little Italy, which is set in Canada.
1: <laughs> but, but break it down for us, like, why um, all these announcements don't sit well with you. Because it seems, so far, like what they've done on Disney+, Plus, they can do no wrong. Granted, they've only released The Mandalorian thus far. But... Um. Does that not set the tone that they've learned from what they tried to do with the sequel trilogy?
0: I I mean, look, I'm going to say something that I'm going to regret, right? All right. But I like how Star Trek does it. I like the Star Trek model. Ah. Oh! Yeah, you you just heard Ernesto orgasm. Um, that happens every time somebody
1: talks well about Star Trek. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm, <laughs> now I'm trapped. Oh, yeah. All the doors are sealed now. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm
0: trapped in a board cube. Yep. You know, resistance is something.
2: <laughs> uh, and anyway, that reminds me. <laughs>
1: I'm going to have that piece of audio on loop.
0: Okay, all right. Let's not go nuts. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Star Trek. I like the way that they have their model set up, which is you know they have they put on a show. Um, once there's a lull in the season, I think that's when they drop a movie, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or you know whenever they 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 wait till the the show is over and then uh, like the seas like there's a series finale and then they drop a couple of movies and then you know um but it's not it's not relentless you know it's not like there was um you know star trek discovery and uh, you know uh star trek for kids which unfortunately (laughs) i feel like that just (laughs) that just happened with the fucking star trek franchise (laughs) what what is it called the lower decks or whatever
1: yeah it's it's an animated show i haven't I haven't delved into it yet because I'm still sort of headlong into discovery, which is fucking great. I got to tell you, this season is amazing. But uh, as soon as that, uh, as soon as the season's done, I'm gonna delve into lower decks. So yeah, Star Trek is definitely doing the uh, the octopus arm approach to uh, expanding their IP. You know, it's just like let's just have. Uh, multiple uh, 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 shows
2: that approach this, this property. So, money, 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 money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I'm, I'm, like, there was never, was there ever two Star Trek shows going at the same time? Like, I know there was. There was Star Trek Enterprise and I think Deep Space Nine. But I don't think that they were. No, I I remember them being around the same uh, same, the same timeline.
1: Those were those two shows were years apart. But there were two Star Trek shows on the air at once. Um, The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine were on uh, briefly for a time. And then Deep Space Nine and Voyager were on the air at the same time. And then uh, Deep Space Nine finished and it was just Voyager for a while and after Voyager uh, went off the air, there were no Star Trek shows for many years until the early two thousands. I want to I want to say two thousand one, two thousand two. That's when Enterprise um, hit the airwaves. That's the you know the Scott Bakula uh, right. vehicle, and uh, that only lasted for I want to say four seasons.
0: Yeah, I know that that one kind of. Um... I know that was the shortest one. Yeah. No, no, that's not true. The OG trilogy was the wor- w- the OG trilogy. The OG <laughs> show.
1: Uh true. the original
0: uh Star Trek lasted only what like two seasons?
1: I think three?
2: I want to say. Okay.
1: But um Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, you know, it was uh, Enterprise it was it was a tough sell. It was they they did some they did some good work in later seasons, but sometimes that's not enough to uh, to save the show. The whole uh, Zindi War uh, story was actually very engaging. And then after that, it just kind of like, ooh, you know, it just slowed down like hard, you know? So anyway. Um, so yeah, you don't like the multi-pronged approach. <laughs> Are you afraid? <laughs> Are you afraid? I'm, like shaking my head at you, <laughs> like
0: through half of that. Like I'm just like, okay all right we're getting like a star trek history lesson all of a sudden you're just going into like the zindi war and shit like that i'm just like i don't know what that is <laughs>
2: <laughs> i didn't even notice my my brain was still like <laughs> yeah you were like... i was literally on the bridge of the ship i'm just like oh
1: man i remember when they cut florida in half you know but <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway um <laughs> back to star wars right? <laughs>
2: Back to the serious (laughs) shit, right? Yeah, I know. (laughs) So
1: are you afraid that we're going to get oversaturated with Star Wars? Yeah, I
0: do because I'm like, I... Look, I'm a big fan of superhero shit. I'm a big fan of superhero movies and stuff like that. But uh, at one point, um, I realized I was getting too much superhero shit, you know? Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was... You know, I would watch the Marvel movies. I'd come home. I'd watch The Flash. I'd watch Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I would watch Daredevil. And then at, at at some point, I was just like, "Oh my God, so many fucky superheroes, man!" <laughs> like I'm reading the X Men. I'm just like, "There's there's just too much daring do in my daily routine," you know. <laughs> so I I I, I, I now that the quarantine hit, when the quarantine hit, you know, I really started scaling back a lot more because I was just like, I'm so tired of all this stuff. It's just too, too saturated. Like, I I can't, like, I'll watch The Boys, yeah, but that's pretty much where I kind of draw the line, you know? Mm-hmm. And with Star Wars, like, I, I like that there's one show and that I have to wait for it, you know? It builds anticipation. I, you know, it, it's kind of like a, a thing that people are are you know entertained by. I get to sh- like talk about it with you and I, I'm my other nerd friends, and it's like one show is cool, yeah, but you know, five shows, I, I, I can't. It's too much. Like it's too much. It's getting too much candy. You know, <laughs> I. I, I I really, I, I. As much as I love Star Wars, I'm just like, okay, let's, let's, let's scale it back to just like maybe want like if you're gonna announce a spinoff show, let it just be one other spinoff show. I don't want five.
2: Well, um, I mean, it's
1: not like they're all gonna air at the same time. I at least I hope not. Because um, when you think about it, um, yeah, I, I really do like the anticipation from week to week with the Mandalorian. I think that's part of the. Uh, the charm of the show they leave us um, they leave us on a little bit of a cliffhanger um, every show even if it's not um, as explicit because you know there's this ultimate goal that has been set especially in season two Um, however once the season is done and this coming Thursday the uh, 17th uh, is going to be the last episode of the second season of the Mandalorian We've got to wait until around Christmas of 2021 for season three. And that's painful. I don't know about you, but that's very painful. So I'm thinking Disney's like, well, you know, since you like that, we're going to give you, you know, uh, some other engaging shows that will uh, that will be placed in between. That way you'll always give us your money because it ultimately it comes down to the mouse getting his face you know
0: yeah i know i know he's pretty much tony montana right now just like you know
1: and i gotta say uh, i think hbo max might might be trying to breathe down their neck
0: yeah the hbo max uh, i think is is definitely trying to compete with them i mean they've got they've got a lot of content and they're about to have a little bit more but i mean like i don't know um in in terms of all, all this star wars and and them seemingly following the marvel model of being like you got your tv shows you know you got your agents of shield you got your punishers you got your daredevils defenders blah 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 and this and that <laughs> it's like it, i i don't know why but it works for comic book superheroes because they're very varied mm-hmm. and for star wars i'm just like just one show will suffice max two shows um hmm and uh, because I, at that point, I, I, I just feel like, it, I don't know, it loses its specialness, you know, I, uh, I could see just for the I could see where you're kind of sorry. From. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah. You're right. For the longest time, all we had was the trilogy. That's all we had. <laughs> like we it wasn't like Star Trek where they were just like we're doing a show, you know, season after season of, of Star Trek. Well, it's and, you know, Star they, Trek, they scare, would...
1: Star Trek cares about its fans. That's why. But anyway, you were saying.
0: <laughs> right. So whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That was that was your two cents. Sure. So but he, here's the thing. It's like it, it made me really appreciate um, just the the trilogy and then the prequel trilogy came out and then i i don't know i i didn't really think about the the prequel trilogy there's a lot of people out there right now that are staunch defenders of that trilogy and i don't understand why um they're just like I, you know george lucas was playing 40 chess and i'm just like no he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> He was taking a shit and writing the script <laughs> at the same fucking time.
2: He was he was playing forty
1: Chess by saying I hate sand. It gets <laughs> everywhere. That's
2: 4D chess.
0: Forty okay. chess is stuffing two different types of pizza rolls into his mouth as he like drips tomato juice onto the keyboard while he's typing away <laughs> late for another fucking screenplay meeting. Uh <laughs> How's it going with the script? Oh yeah, you know, this is gonna be my masterwork. <laughs> it's like the first draft. Doesn't even like <laughs> use spell check. Anyway, um <laughs> enough bad mouthing George Lucas. I'm glad he made the trilogy. You know, he is <laughs> I'm like I have such a love hate relationship with Star Wars, man. Anyway, um
2: oh, Jesus uh, Christ. I I I, I, <laughs> I
0: am so i am I've so mixed about this fucking thing, which is so weird because there's other things in the world that are happening right now. And then I'm just like, why am I obsessing so hard over this? Oh, that's right. Because if I think too hard about like the world outside, I die inside. So true. true.
1: But did you see the trailer for the bad batch?
0: No, I thought that the bad batch, um, in the clone wars cartoon series, Mm -hmm was um not my favorite thing. I didn't like the Bad Batch. Because hmm. um, it's bad. Nope. No. <laughs> uh,
1: well I highly recommend you at least watch the trailer because it looks it looks rather engaging. I mean I think it's going to like The Mandalorian, it's going to explore an aspect of the Star Wars universe that was only hinted about in the in the grand lore of Star Wars, and but to actually go into the detail of it um, has proven to be very interesting. Um, though I myself am not a huge fan of series that tend to just expand on the past because um, I'm kind of tired of the whole prequel uh, shtick. Um, but sometimes... It works. Sometimes it comes out interesting. I mean, technically, the Mandalorian kind of fits into that, um, but it's proven to be super interesting. And I feel like the Kenobi show will probably it will probably be bigger than the Mandalorian in regards to um, story and pulling people in. I, I'm calling it now. You heard it here first, folks. Kenobi will be bigger than the Mandalorian and not just because um of uh Hayden Christensen and bringing his acting chops from little Italy into the Star Wars universe <laughs> but son of a <laughs> but, but because <laughs> but because um they uh, details are already starting to leak online from interviews in regards to what may possibly happen during this series. And I just learned this before we started recording the show. It seems like they're going to expound on what happened during Order 66 in regards to what Anakin did at the Jedi Temple. Like, they say that there's concept art. And look, they're not going to go full hard as you know... As you have dream scripted uh, in the past, <laughs> but th- it's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting because you know it's that's a highly emotional and pivotal moment, you know, in in regards to setting the galaxy up for the next thirty, forty, fifty years, you know. So to to delve more into that, that's going to be, I think that's going to be really cool, and probably explain to us a little more what what's up with like the Grogu angle.
0: Okay, I mean, like, uh, that sounds intriguing. I just wish that, you know, I I, I keep repeating myself. It's just like I wish that it wasn't so many shows. (laughs) Um, And, you know, one thing is uh, I want to say about it is that um, while I'm intrigued about uh, Obi-Wan, I'm, like, not looking forward to Hayden Christensen. There's so many, dude, there's so many people online that are just like, fucking, oh my God, yes, Hayden Christensen's back, babe. And I'm just like, really, guys? Really? Is this, is this, are we so desperate? Are we such wretched creatures? Oh my
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
0: Are we such wretched creatures that we partake in jubilance over (laughs) the emergence of such like uh, of a look i i i i have yet to see a, a hayden i've seen outside of star wars i've seen two performances of his I saw one that was okay because other I felt like other performances around him carried his ass, which is a movie called Shattered Glass about like a disgraced New York Times journalist, right? Okay. And I saw him in Little Italy. Oh man. I mean, come on. I I just
1: What about Jumper?
0: Oh
2: God, I forgot I (laughs) <laughs> i mean did he he you know he was chilling out at uh, uh on the top of the sphinx remember he Dude, you know if that movie he jumped had a face there?
0: i <laughs> <laughs> if that movie had a i just took off my glasses if that movie had a face i would fucking punch it that movie oh you didn't Dude, like you no, did I'm not I'm not I'm not having this conversation with you. you no. You, not, we're not going into jumper. Yeah. What about the what
2: about the movie poster where he's jumping toward the viewer? Dude, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> oh god, I forgot how shitty that movie was. I think I might watch it just to entertain myself <laughs> and think about your reactions to every scene like
0: Every single scene in that movie, I just wanted a punch in the face. Oh man, fucking Samuel L. Jackson's white hair. Oh, that's he had no right. motivation for chasing after. I don't, I, dude. I don't understand that. That movie fucking sucked. <laughs>
2: Three balls.
0: Um, <laughs> All right, <laughs> There's definitely a mutation going on there. Three balls. <laughs> Um so uh I am not looking forward to that. Um I think with regards to Anakin Skywalker less is more, you know, I thought they they redeemed him through the through the uh both 2D and CG uh st- Clone Wars uh shows uh and
1: I think he's going to surprise that's you. That's it. That's it. Oh, I think he's going to surprise you in this series. <laughs> he's
0: going like, to He's going su- to show up at my at my like <laughs> at my door and like when I answer the door he's just going to shove a fucking mando-shaped dildo right up my ass. <laughs> surprise. Like, oh.
1: And then he'll jump away, but <laughs> Yeah, and then he'll uh... <laughs> I can't believe your reaction
2: make one more goddamn reference make one more goddamn reference your to that reaction movie. to that fucking movie is fucking hilarious i didn't know you hated that movie so much
0: dude every now and then a movie comes along and it it's it's like it it, it you know it invites me out to you know for to find dining uh, talks about itself the whole time and then leaves me with the fucking check, <laughs> um, and that is Jumper. <laughs> Another one is the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Ooh. Um, uh, yeah. Right. Ooh. Right. You don't see me referencing that fucking movie or uh, Nextel, You know that was um,
1: that was a bad one. I mean, I I saw it once. Didn't we go to the theater to see that together? Actually, or. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the Running Tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City.
0: Did we even know? Listening to the, you're listening to the Robots versus Texas program.
2: <laughs> <laughs> On Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> You goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man.
1: But hey, you know we're we're getting we're getting the best nuggets from the amazing Spider Man two in the third uh Tom Holland uh film. Uh we're getting uh Jamie Foxx as Electro. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and that's where that sentence stops. Um <laughs> where I'm pretty sure we have Andrew Garfield.
0: Yes. And and uh dude, if this movie has Miles Morales in it, I'm gonna fucking it's gonna be like scanners. I'm just <laughs> my head is just gonna explode into meaty chunks. And uh, I mean I'm I'm gonna lose my shit, dude. It it's gonna be so awesome. I'm now let, let's talk about can we talk about oh I'm sorry go ahead go
1: no
2: ahead. no no no. I I
1: actually in keeping with the the Marvel thing I um I'm excited about it but I'm also starting to get a little worried that it, it might be um overstuffed I think it like the concerns you have in regards to all the Star Wars properties just announced like it seems like every week they announce somebody else who's coming on board for um Uh, Spider-Man Three, and um, it's it's just like, all right, lots of great stuff. The fantasy aspect of it, I'm excited about, but I'm like, how are they going to fit this into a, you know, two, well, probably close to a three-hour movie? But you were going to say about uh, you were talking about Spider-Man, and you were going to go into something in particular.
0: Yeah, I I, I was going to say that it's it's like uh, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, in the hands of somebody like the russo brothers i'd be like yeah all right Mm. it's gonna be good um in the hands of the dudes that did you know spider uh spider-man homecoming and far from home i'm like i'm not sure Mm. it might it might turn into you know spider-man 3 might become spider-man 3 you know
1: yeah yeah that's just
0: too much just too much shit i just I, I really hope they use the screenwriters from you know especially those last avengers movies because they really knew how to do an ensemble cast and if they're going to go full spider-verse like at least consult with those guys that actually did it right which is the you know the you know miles morales spider into the spider-verse hell yeah hell yeah because they did it right
1: they sure did they sure did um yeah I hope they're just not banking off of all the cameos to really you know get butts and seats which I mean it, it'll get a certain amount of butts and seats but we definitely want a good story because we're invested in these characters over multiple movies right and 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 also setting up a, a wider meaning to the cinematic universe that we've invested so far Uh, 12 years of our lives into so you know we'll um we'll see what happens i mean it's uh it should be coming out in december of 2021 so you know barring some more some other global disaster uh from here until then we'll know what we'll know by this time next year we'll know what's up
0: i don't know It, it might be really cool i just really i really hope they know what they're doing man Yeah, uh, it's too many. It's too eating too much candy, you know, (laughs) Um,
1: but 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 back to pacing yourself when eating candy. How about that um, second to last episode of The Mandalorian? I felt that a lot some people online feels uh, have been expressing feelings that it was a filler episode. I don't see it that way. It was furthering the story along. It wasn't just you know a side quest where Mando where we discover the origin of Mando's scarf. It was like it was significant, you know. They they needed to get to find where Grogu was, um, you know, uh, because this is the first episode I think since the first episode of The Mandalorian where we haven't seen Grogu. Um, Right.
0: Look, uh, this is also uh, the episode where. Pedro Pascal gets to show his beautiful fucking face. <laughs> oh. Handsome ass dude, man. I was just like, uh, you know, uh, you know, growing up, I, I didn't see uh, virtually any like Latinx, uh, heroes or anybody, uh, with regards to like a, a television pre- presence, you know, representation matters. It sure does and to see you know Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron and to see Pedro Pascal especially as the Mandalorian really kind of it, it it it's it feels really good you know it feels it it always felt good to see uh Lando Calrissian in the original trilogy because i was just like that was the per- when he showed up in the empire strikes back that was the person that i identified with because you know i was like maybe he's got a little You know, Latin flavor, you know. (laughs) He's got a mustache. (laughs) He's got to have a little Latin flavor in him.
1: Well, you know, he's got a few uh, illegitimate kids running around the
2: galaxy, so, you know. Dude,
0: what the the fuck, man?
2: Definitely, definitely Dominicano. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Jess!
0: You can say that because you're Dominican.
2: That's right, baby. (laughs) He hit a hong run.
0: <laughs> and there goes our, our fucking Sammy Sosa cameo. Um, but uh,
2: I'm leaving that know, in. That,
0: oh,
1: God.
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm a filthy pig. And then you somehow up the ante sometimes. And I'm just like. Oh, man, I hope he doesn't keep that. <laughs> and that's
1: me saying that. You inspire me, bro. You inspire oh, me. Oh, thanks, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
1: what were we talking about? <laughs> um, representation.
0: Oh, representation. <laughs> representation in media. So, yeah, it it, it, it was cool when uh, Lando Calrissian showed up. I, de- I identify with him, but now I identify with, like, the the Latin character's I mean, they don't say they' Latin characters like uh you know, like it, they have Cassie and andor I know I think he's getting his own show, he is which I'm just like, um, let the Andor or like fucking jokes start flying off the handle now, <laughs> <sighs> whatever but uh i i i mean I again, I don't know how to feel about it because I'm just like it's a it's saturation at the same time. I've always wanted to see more people of color in, you know, see fucking Rose Tico, a, a, a universally hated character, mm. um, which I'm just like completely fine with. I'm just like seeing like, a, a, a you know, an Asian main character, an East Asian main character in, in like, you know, in a prominent role felt really good. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, so I'm I I was just very happy to see that's my long that's such a long story to just say like you know what I'm so glad Pedro Pascal took off his fucking helmet this <laughs> episode
1: no but it makes sense because uh, what you're saying what you're saying really does matter I mean it's we, <laughs> just seeing the um, the multitude of uh, white faces uh, within Star Wars which there's nothing wrong with in and of that in and of themselves um, as individuals. But um, just thinking about Hollywood and America and people who consume this media, it's not just uh, white people. So, yeah, it's definitely good to see other kinds of faces up there. And can we talk about... um, Can we talk about the... Bill Burr? uh, Well, yeah, we'll definitely talk about Bill Burr, but the performance that um, Pascal put in uh, when he took off that helmet like he literally felt so awkward being without a helmet the way like his body language his eyesight it all played into that and it was I mean that was like top grade acting right there
0: yeah I, I've, I've seen a lot of people discuss like uh, his acting decisions in that scene in particular just the way he He's acting like a person that's never that's hardly ever taken off his helmet like for years, Hmm. like he's tilting his whole body, um, or he's just he he's got like it looks like he's got tunnel vision. Yeah, like he's he to me it made his I'm gonna tell you it made his performance seem more childlike. Yes, he seemed like a little kid when he took off his helmet, and. It was really it was really interesting. It really brought in a whole new dimension to this to this character who has mostly been seen, you know, through the through the you know dark tea. Yeah, shape.
1: yeah. Which makes me kind of wonder. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's never taken his helmet off in front of Grogu, has he?
0: No. Oh no, no, he hasn't. Okay. The only thing Grogu saw was a chin when he went into you know, drink his Capri sun, whatever that was that he was (laughs) ingesting.
1: Right. Right. Which kind of, uh, which kind of tells me that there's going to be a super emotional moment once he gets Grogu back. And I, I think eventually um, the Mandalorian will uh, dispense with that credo of not letting anybody see his face. I think he's evolving and he's going to realize like I don't necessarily need to hold on to this code because it doesn't it 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 doesn't necessarily serve me so when grogu finally sees his face i think it's going to be like this emotional uh unspoken thing between them and and everybody's just going to be uh crying you know that's what it's going to be
0: i know I feel I feel like it's kind of unfair that uh uh you know uh Din Djarin took his helmet off in front of you know the in front of Mayfeld. the so far the only the the, the most the most outspoken space racist <laughs> from, from the planet Boston oh. um <laughs> that we've had on the show
1: He sure knows how to uh He sure knows how to drive that point home. When he said you people, I was just like, oh,
2: (laughs) easy.
0: (laughs)
1: It's
0: so funny because I was like, I I did jerk my head and I was just like, oh, wait, there's no Pedro Pascal is like because of the Latino or whatever. (laughs) You know, he's not he's not going to turn around and call me. Yeah, you fucking beaner. It's like because it wouldn't make sense. like." (laughs) Do beans exist in space? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's
0: the name man. that's the name of the episode.
1: <laughs> Do beans exist in space? <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it.
0: All right. Um so
1: and he, and when he clarified himself he's just like and by you people I mean mandalorians I'm mandalorians. just
0: Mandalorians like, and I was just like oh right 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 okay right right lord the 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 world of Star Wars a galaxy far far away and such <laughs> So um
1: and Bill Burr's performance was uh was wonderful as well um he really portrayed a, a former stormtrooper with PTSD and all the issues that come come with that, and then you know had it sprinkled with humor. <laughs>
0: it's really interesting because I'm just like Bill Burr is a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's not something that I would have thought to have said in the year 2020. He's
1: a so he, he's a really good actor in the sense that he. He plays things very naturally, which means that he's playing himself, really. Um, he, right. He's Bill Burr in the Star Wars universe,
0: right? Right, exactly. Uh, I, I, I'm I was very happy with this performance. I really love that scene where they're you know where they they're they're, um, they're they're confronting that that military officer mm. in the mess hall. What's his name? Valen Hess. Or whatever. Yeah. That was a really tense scene. Very cool scene. And his performance really sold it. God, I feel like I, I'm on the verge of a burp, and I can't <laughs> tell if I'm just high like because I am. <laughs> or... or um, fuck. All right. Okay, okay. So... <laughs> That scene was very cool. Dude, I uh, there's another thing I really wanted to talk about before we ended the show, which is uh, should it, should they just stop making Indiana Jones? I saw Indiana Jones on the slate of movies that were coming out, mm. and I'm like, no, let's stop with that. Like, Harrison Ford is so – at this point, he's about to devolve into a brick, <laughs> right? <It> just
2: <laughs> I don't know how the – Every time f- I see him, it's him just –
0: yeah, every time I see him, it's just like another form of like, you know, even <laughs> when he appeared to to Ben Solo in The Rise of Skywalker, I felt like he was just like, oh, they're paying me to talk and you're the one. I don't give a fuck about Star Wars.
1: Oh, man, he's like grumpy at life. It's it's really <laughs> it's difficult to watch, you know.
0: He's just, I feel like one day he's just going to morph into a cinder block, and that's the end of Harrison Ford, you know?
1: <laughs> he was a cinder block this whole time.
0: Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. He was three cinder blocks stacked on top of himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I got to be honest, I've honestly never been into the India- Indiana Jones movies. I can see why people like them. I mean, they're, um, they're adventures, you know? But I. Whenever I hear an announcement about Indiana Jones any shape or form I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. Um so I could I could do I could do without that one.
0: It wasn't up until like my old my my uh late 20s early 30s where I realized how um fucked up a character Indiana Jones is where he's basically he's he's a at least tomb raider was like you could see that you know it, 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 she wasn't lying right mm-hmm. Lara <laughs> Croft is a tomb raider and that's basically what fucking <laughs> Indiana Jones is in the, in the most negative sense you know it's, he's a tomb raider he's stealing culture from other people and putting them in you know a, a, I'm assuming uh, American museums <laughs> and European museums for like you know white people to gawk at so he
1: would call it preservation. Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: exactly. But that's the thing is like my my youthful mind was just like sees the other it's it's the flip side of that, which is like he's punching Nazis. Yeah, you know. Well,
1: that's true that there is that aspect which is quite gratifying, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, to me I I don't know. I was introduced to three things at the same time, which was Star Wars, Back to the Future and Indiana Jones. And it's like it's like the holy trilogy of, of like geeky shit <laughs> to start your kid off with, right? <laughs> so I've, I've, I I've I have I, I always love the hat. I always love the whip and the music and the you know, the font style and everything about it. So it's always hard for me to turn around and be like You know, this culture thieving son of a bitch, you know, it's it's hard for me to to say that without also wincing inside because uh, he's a character that I kind of grew up with. It's also kind of like how, um, you know, when I have to acknowledge that in Back to the Future, what are they trying to say that a white kid invented rock and roll when it was clearly, you know, uh, Mm, the, the work of black artists.
1: True, true. It's I mean, it's like
0: these deeper examinations of of movies and stuff. Uh, it, it, it's it's hard for me to accept because it, it's definitely a part of my my adult my childhood that I embraced so, like, uh, just you know, one hundred with one hundred percent of my like uh, childhood imagination. I embraced it.
1: I so. I totally hear where you're coming from. I mean, as much as I love Star Trek, uh, even the original series, you know, uh, Captain Kirk was a womanizing racist um, who had a fucking starship at his disposal. I mean, if if that's not a frightening enough uh, image to you, I'd see a little bit of confusion on your face. I don't think I have to explain the womanizing part. But no,
0: it's dude, no, it's it's. it's Practically, it's parody at this point (laughs) to talk about Kirk's womanizing ways. But even in The Next Generation, there was that episode where they went to the planet of the Black Kings or whatever. And, Uh. you know, for the longest time, I wanted to talk to you about this for the longest time. The. The trailer for Star Trek The Next Generation on Netflix was that episode. Ooh,
1: yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about when you hover over the show. Yeah, and it when you plays. hover over
0: the show, yeah, and the, and the trailer <laughs> plays. it was that I'm just like, tune in to this show for flagrant not even playing around racism. And it's just like, oh my God, come on, guys. Do better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was even the cast, when they talk about the series, they're just like, "Yeah, looking back on that episode now, ooh, that that wasn't a good idea." You know, it's like it's like the Song of the South for Gene Roddenberry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> shit,
1: man! We were we were still sort of figuring shit out in the nineties, like. Yeah. It, is this racist is it not like you know it's the future but it's still the past you know
0: <laughs> and then the white people consult other white people and they're all just like yeah let's go through with it this guy says it's okay <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh the irony in this yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about it more <laughs> but uh we're out of time yeah
1: so. yeah all right <laughs> uh if i could just if i could just uh insert one last little thing at the end of the Mandalorian when they were getting away in the slave one and Boba Fett released a, a seismic charge I freaking had a like a a prequel queef at that one it just just to see the explosion oh god it was it was just so cool i i i literally said yes cuz they tastefully incorporated something from the prequels into this so just wanted to put it right out
0: there. um I'm very cynical about that. And I, I, I will, we may talk about that on the next show. <laughs> so <laughs> let's leave it at that.
1: <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, all
0: right. Um, so, from both of us here, uh, I'm Pablo morali Martinez.
1: And I'm Ernesto Mancibo.
0: And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes
1: program on Radio Free Brooklyn.
0: And while you're out there, you could try
1: keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week you <laughs>
2: Dismissed, but when it was a session, I always had a question. I would raise my hand to make a second through my chest and help me with my problem? It was never much. Just a trick to smell and shit. I try to sneak a touch. Oh.
0: In my fairy tales, I think of me and Shelly. See, she's my type of hype, and I can't stand brother brothers tell me. that I should quit chasing and look for something better, but the smile that she shows makes me a go-getter. Ooh. I haven't gone as far as asking if I could get with her. I just play love her ear and hope she gets the picture. Ooh. I'm shooting for her heart, got my finger on the trigger. She can be my broad, and I can be her nigga, but all I can do is stay up. Back as kids, we used to kiss when we played truth and She's more sophisticated, highly educated, not at all overrated. I think I need a prayer to get in a book, and it looks rather dry. I guess a twinkle in her eye is just a twinkle in her eye. Although she's crazy stepping, I'll try and stop the stride, cause I won't have no more of this passive. And I must
2: voice my opinion at be pretending she didn't have me. Sprung like a chicken, chased my tail like a doggy. She was kind of like a star, thinking I was like a fan. Dude, she looked good, downside. She had a man, he was a Rudy too. She told me soon your little birdie's gonna fly the coop. She was a flake like corn, and I was born not to understand. By letting her pass, I have proved to be a better man. The world around me beacons moving in slow motion wind I wish I wasn't such a wimp, cause then I would let you know that I love you so, and if I was your man, then I would beat you. The only lying I would do was send a bed with you. Gonna turned to tell the one who loves you dearly, cause he has loved me tender. The latter came back three days later, returned to Cinder.